people tomorrow are going into social situations fully armed to the teeth rhetorically all right now these people i don't think plan on doing any physical harm but i think there's a large segment of americans tomorrow who are ready to go into multiple locations all throughout the country most of them called homes maybe large gatherings, and they're going to uh, become social terrorists. Now, what, what is that? What is a social terrorist? You're thinking to yourself, oh, I usually don't get into the title of the show so quickly. But tomorrow is Thanksgiving. So you have a lot of people tomorrow, and they're going to go straight. Well, they might not be straight into it. They might ease their way into some of these situations. But you're going to have people, they're going to wake up tomorrow, and they're already bothered. Okay, they're bothered for several reasons. One of one reason they might be bothered it's it's just because it's who they are, right? They're bothered already that their life fucking sucks. It's true for a lot of people, unfortunately. More and more people every day it becomes more true. Uh, and there's fewer people like me around who will admittedly admit their life doesn't suck. Doing all right here. Uh, my life's great. So. There's a lot of people tomorrow. They're going to wake up. 
first thought is their life sucks. Not me saying that. That's them saying it. And then they realize, oh, no, today's the day where I'm supposed to act kind, gentle, hospitable with my family, maybe my friends, with my neighbors, if you're one of these people. And you don't want to do that. In fact, you despise these people. You despise your community. You despise your family. You don't like anything. And the reason you don't like anything is, well, I guess that's up to you. So you have a lot of people tomorrow. They're going to wake up just already decide they don't like their life. It fucking sucks. They're going to go into a social situation and they're going to find something somebody says. And guess what? They're going to lose it. I, I lost it. He's going to talk politics, Janine. He's going to stand over here and talk about Biden. You're going to have people do stupid shit. Because you know what? They're like fucking sucks, okay? And they're just waiting. They're waiting for someone to give them the green light to just explode and let everybody in the family know they're fucking idiots or the neighborhood or the community or the local church or parish. There's so many of these social terrorists just attaching these social suicide vests to themselves, right? And just ready to excommunicado themselves from their family, from everybody else. And there's a lot of people already living from their past choices of already doing that. And when they wake up tomorrow, they might be relieved. They might, their life might be better. They might say to themselves, so glad I don't have to see those fucking idiots again because of what I did last year. And what they did last year was completely prove themselves to be an un- or an asocial, right? I think that's the proper term. People say antisocial. I think the correct term is asocial. They turn, they turn into one of these asocial people. And they start throwing rhetorical bombs at everybody. You fucking idiot. You voted for Trump. Or you fucking numbskull. You're a Biden person. You have all these people who just, you know what? They're waking up tomorrow and they've had it. They've And I agree with a lot of these people. I might not agree with the specifics, but what these people do have that resonates with me wholeheartedly is an overwhelming belief that the majority of the population is pretty much intellectually deficient. Now, no fault of their own. And a lot of people talking about rights lately. And not true. That's just what I've noticed because I'm, I'm only telling you what I've listened to. Um... But a lot of people talking about rights. And I, I hate to bring this up because there's so many rights people want to talk about. And I'm still trying to find another right that's compulsory besides education. Now, education is a compulsory right. It's a free right, too. So, first of all, it's free. You don't have to pay for this, right? There are some rights you do have to pay for. For example, the Second Amendment. Apparently, you have to pay for that right. you got to buy something that is considered to be Second Amendment worthy. So your Second Amendment, not a free right. But your right of education, it is free, but somehow in America where you have the free and compulsory right of education that ends at 18, right? So the, the state is responsible for you for providing a free and compulsory education all the way up until you're 18. So a lot of these people... In this country we have are complete fucking idiots. Okay, now who's to blame? I know who to blame. It It's the person who's been educating them, right? And so now everybody has a new answer to this and it's more money, okay? It's more money. It's more resources. It, it's in fact, maybe even 
more college, more free education, longer education. And I couldn't think of a dumber idea. Now, if you want to, and I've talked about college a lot, and there's lots of ways to look at college. And unfortunately, for most people, their idea of college is given to them by the state, which is, you know, indoctrinating them in, uh, about college from the time they're six years old to the time they're 18, typically. So, I mean, what other right? Can we get other rights in this country? Because you have all these LGBTQ plus IA2 plus whatever, right? You have all these people talking about rights and freedoms. And sometimes I get so confused when I really look at the, the things in life. It's like none of the rights are free. When people want to be included and be treated like we're, it's all to me nonsense. If I could describe the argument for rights, it'd be as if every person who talks about them from a political standpoint has a simultaneously rhetorical uh, laundry uh, washing store and they just launder all the money they can for these rights. So let's say you want a right, give me money and I'll ensure you get these rights, quote unquote. And I, you know, most of them you never get, I would say. Some of them you do get, some of them you don't get. It's all dependent, right? Um, which is fascinating how much depends in this country. Either way, here we are, here we go. Where, where, where's the time? Where's the clock? Um, all right, we're 10 minutes in. What a great fucking podcast. Wanted to talk about so many things. But you have a lot of people waking up tomorrow. This is 100% going to happen. And they're going to tear apart their family. Not physically, just rhetorically. And I I understand this approach. I'm sympathetic to this approach. However, I think sometimes, right, it's not worth it to do these things to people. To let, In other words, it's almost better to sit silently at Thanksgiving dinner than it is to berate your family members or neighbors or whoever you're around about the local political situation. And I don't, you know, I'm not saying don't talk about politics, but it is fascinating how many people might bring these things up. And it, in all honesty, I think some people, I'd feel compelled to bring it up because some people owe me an apology in my family because they were dead wrong. Well, I guess they're not dead, but well, thankfully, right? They were wrong about the last two years. And I, the last two years, I think, tore apart a lot of families. So this is one of the first times, I think, also, you saw this with the school situation, right? Uh, when school started back up again this year, a lot more traffic. These are little things people should have noticed, right? A lot more traffic, uh, busier streets roads obviously can i name anything else um well that's just what i noticed okay oh shopping that's the other thing you noticed back to school shopping more people out and about and then previously you didn't see that as much all right um but now you are seeing that so because things are returning quote unquote back to normal now as things come back to normal you have some families maybe coming to coming back together for the first time in maybe three years this is going to be crazy but it's probably true maybe for some families, right? Um, I 
it could be some families might be longer than that. But I would imagine it's it's quite possible that there are more than usual at this point in time in history uh, families who have not had a proper Thanksgiving in the past three or four years, or what have you. Okay, so now they're getting back together and. The last two years was so divisive. I can't imagine that some people are not going to go into these familial situations and just be like, yo, you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. Where's my apologies? Right. Um, And I think apologies are pretty much deserved on one side right now. Um, Apologies to the other side doesn't make too much sense to me. But I would caution against anybody doing such things. Right. Uh, Sit in your victory humbly. Right. A lot of people who knew and were correct about the last two years, God bless you. You know, it feels good to sit at the top of that hill because a lot of people talked about being smart. A lot of people thought they were smart. You saw some guy who was smart, FTX, Sam Friedman, Bankman. Like, what a fucking idiot. Oh, he's so smart. One of the smartest guys in the world stole all your money. That's how smart he was. Then he was even smarter than that. He got caught. People have no fucking clue what intelligence is. And speaking of that, I was thinking more about anarchy and how, you know, I really appreciated being on Jim Bob's segment and I thought more about, I need to go back and listen to the exact parts where they asked me questions and I need to go over that earnestly. But aside from that, I've been thinking about their... Their interaction with me, my interaction with them, their thoughts and perception on anarchy, my thoughts and perception on anarchy. And I I feel as though, and how most people describe and talk about these things, this is true of Jim Bob's community and everybody else's. You have a lot of idiots, right? So you have idiots who don't really know how to think. So you'll have Jim Bob who might be able to denounce anarchy in some forms and ways. But the rest of his community more than likely cannot, right? All they can do, and this is a rhetorical approach, right? They refer to the authority of Jim Bob. And if they do have any nuanced approach to talking about anarchy, I'd be surprised, right? Because the there's, re, there's not really a lot of people out there who know what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to anarchy. And even when Jim Bob told me, he said something to the effect of, you're a soft anarchist and to that statement, I look at other anarchists and I say, they're not anarchists at all, right? I am more of an anarchist in my philosophy and my approach and my uh, decisions in life than almost any other anarchist, right? And I'd say evidence-wise. And evidence is anecdotal, what you've done in your life, right? And the things you think about and care about in your life and you draw your attention towards, right? So these anarchists that I've seen, so far, all collectivists. They're all people in groups. They're all thinking about big things, collective things. There really is no individual, right? So if you're talking about anarchy now and how it's looked at, it's postmodernism. It's this idea where it's an inversion of what anarchy really is. This idea where you can call yourself an anarchist, right? We're all black, just like everybody else, like because you're in a fucking cult. Sit in a circle of couches, okay? Because you're fucking idiots, right? This is, I say to say this about anarchists, they think they're individuals. They're all wearing the same clothes. They're all doing the same thing. They all have the same thoughts. They're all, they're, they're a group. There's no anarchy in group, right? Anarchy is an individual philosophy, right? It's a kind of, 
when you understand what it is, it's a fine wine of a philosophy. It's one of the most enjoyable things to do. And when and I, I knew this would occur, right, when I was talking about anarchy and previously in my podcast and just espousing my exposing, espousing, excuse me, both, I guess, my thoughts on anarchy, I I suggested that Jim Bob and other people, once I started saying what I had to say, would say my thoughts sound like Aleister Crowley. My thoughts sound like a Satanist, right? I like they, they draw because that's what happens when you have ultimate free will, right? You become, uh, I guess, something close to the devil. And I think something close to the devil is something close to God as well. People don't like that philosophy. It's like... Uh, I'm not trying to get close to the devil. My thought process is just badass as fuck, I think. Not provable. Speculative at best. Uh, and it's just interesting to think about. You know what I mean? And I had a lot of assumptive, a presumptive, what are they, what's Jim Bob? Presuppositionalist, right? So I had a few presuppositions in regards to how the debate or discussion would unfold. I was, I think, correct in some of my presuppositions. I knew they would make these labeled judgments. And unfortunately, I think most of their attachments to anarchy are to what everybody else thinks anarchy is. And it's not that I'm offended I got called a soft anarchist or somebody, you know, and it's, I feel the fact that he even understands I'm in the ballpark, I respect that. And as an anarchist, I look at other anarchists who are like are devout anarchists and I say they're not even an anarchist. So I don't know, man, it's kind of confusing. right? I think it's kind of like Christianity where people will look at the LDS church and say those people are not Christians. Hey, maybe rightfully so. No skin off my back. I don't really give a fuck. Same thing with me and other anarchists. I look at other anarchists and I say... Yo, no offense. Not really anarchist. You can't hang out with a bunch of dudes. You can't have all the same haircuts, the same clothes, and you can't all be protesting the same things and thinking the same thoughts and really think you're individuals and anarchists and like, oh man, it's insane. And that's what anarchy is called. That's what the, it's, it's as though the system knows that the true philosophy of anarchy, if it were to somehow... And this is how off the mark Jim Bob is, I think. He doesn't even know the the expansive view of... And Jim Bob, God bless his soul, wonderful person, he relies on a presuppositionalist argument where he doesn't really have to do research. He doesn't really have to read anarchy. He just presupposes right, that it's wrong. And then he uses the Socratic method in some regards to break down the philosophy and say, well, there's contradictions here. There's fundamental problems there. So therefore, it's not a legitimate, sustainable philosophy for an individual. And I say, tisk tisk, not fair. And I also hear other people say the same things I've said, where you have to read the literature, you have to understand it. And it's, it's true, same things Christians say, where, well, I read the new new age edition of the bible they'll say well you can't read the new edition age of the bible well that ain't the right one and i'm saying those other philosophies that they're un trying to understand and 
this is what people do. They graph their previous, they graph their understanding of what anarchy is and bring that into the discussion with me rather than presupposing that, uh, in fact, you know, I think maybe, who knows? I think that's what most people do. They graph and it's not, uh, it's an unconscious thing we all do. The idea of graphing things. Uh, anyways, not that uh, I was just thinking about this anarchy, whatever. Maybe I'll talk about it. Maybe I won't. Don't really care though, right? And I've said this before, which is funny. Before I even one of the things I said in my podcast, you can go fact check. Um, I said if you were really to find the best person to talk about anarchy with Jim Bob, it'd be impossible. I said this word for word. It'd be like trying to fe- find the best chess player. He's schizophrenic. He's unfindable. Right. You cannot find the best chess player in the world. Right. Um, you can show me a really good one and show me his name. But I promise you there's someone out there who can beat him, who would beat him consistently every single time. And you don't know this person's name and nobody else does. And that's just my belief. Right. And same thing with anarchy. And I said this. Right. The real anarchist, you can't find him. The truest one. I'm this outlier. I'm I'm a little bit different. Okay, and I said a real anarchist is unfindable. And when I was having this conversation with Made by Jim Bob, he said if he understood me correctly, to the effect of, you know, provocate. If I understand you, an anarchist is living out in the wilderness, and uh, they're kind of just living on their own. And I said exactly, and I was right. Uh, and so. And we both understood like when you got down to, and then we continued to having a conversation, but that's kind of the end of it. Right. And I'm, I agree. I'm not to where that person is, but he understands that if you take the extent of my thinking to its fullest potential and he did it rather quickly, right. That is the end result. And I already said in my previous live streams or podcasts that, uh, that is the end extent. That that is what you would find. And that isn't me, of course. But the person who is doing that, God bless them, dude. I have my own selfish interests. That I'm not living as rigidly to that philosophy that we're both trying to describe as another person would or does or might do. So, What a great podcast. It's called The Jim Bob Breakdown. And most people, I would assume... I probably should link, uh, I might link that in, in this, uh, podcast and I'll link it in one, the previous one as well. 144 to the Jim Bob made by Jim Bob. I was on the live stream two days ago. One of the best, very fortunate. This is how, if you believe in divine providence, this is how divine providence works. I think one of the most entertaining live streams he's done in a while. And it just so happened I was on it and it wasn't entertaining because of me at all. Right. It was fortunately entertaining because of somebody else. And this is the risk anybody runs, right, when they go on Made by Jim Bob. Nobody goes on to that show thinking they're going to best Jim Bob. It's almost as if, and I wish Made by Jim Bob's audience un- appreciated this and understood this, like to go into the ring, right, and to risk an opposing view, right, is like when Monty Python, the, the Black Knight, uh, who guards the bridge, right? Made by Jim Bob is the Black Knight, and he always wins every time. And I believe it'll be the simplest man who defeats Made by Jim Bob. And 
who knows who who that will be. And I'm not saying I'm going to be the one who really uh, befuddles Jim Bob about anarchy. That's not my goal or intention. Or like I, I, I really could care less about befuddling people in general. But some people are inclined to do that where they want to the perpetual I gotcha people. And I like that game sometimes, but I just don't. And I think that's what made by Jim Bob loves doing. He he likes asking questions and then saying, I gotcha. What are you going to do about that? Which is fine. I think it's fun. I find him entertaining. Uh, what else am I going to talk about? Oh, oh, I avoided it this whole time. I'm going to keep keep avoiding it. Uh, and what am I avoiding? Autism. I don't want to talk about autism anymore. Not today, not tomorrow. Uh, just avoid autism for at least a couple episodes. And I can't do it. Okay. Autism. I've really been thinking about this. And my autistic levels... Low. Right? Really base level. If I was a Super Saiyan, my hair's not going yellow yet. It's still like, I'm basic ass bitch. Goku or somebody who's just basic you know I'm not really there on the autistic trait levels uh, superpower levels and what I'm saying is as I've really begun to understand the internet and the internet has become people have here's what I'm going to say in the past there used to be a fucking tent that would travel all across the country and pick up all of these fucking people and they'd make a lot of money. All right. Now, the tent, you don't see them anymore. And these tents were called circuses, okay? And the circuses were filled with all the freaks, okay? Now, all the freaks are online, baby. And they are cashing out. If, they, if they're intel, The crazy thing is there's intelligence levels to this shit. It's where some of these freaks are cashing out bank, really, like you look at it. Their autism levels are through the roof. They're Elon Musk-like, where they could they could really like benefit on both ends, right? I'm talking these starseed individuals. I'm talking these cash cow. They're talking to aliens, getting people to go to the Patreon uh, type type people. And then there's these other people, right? These like lower level. I mean, I don't want to say lower level, parallel, parallel level creators. Also autistic, but not like Elon Musk. I'd say autistic like um, Rain Man, maybe. Or something like that. You know what I mean? Close. The movie, not real life. and Because the real life Rain Man is different than the movie Rain Man. And I'd say you got a couple other examples. But going forward, what I've noticed is the same thing. I imagine that's happened in the strip club agency where some of these, I think the, the quality is strippers down. I haven't been, I haven't been to a strip club, but I imagine the quality's down because you got an OnlyFans. It wouldn't make sense to me if I was a female selling my body. I would, I would just imagine like, you know what? Uh, if I just take a picture of my feet and panties and do some stupid shit around the house, I don't even have to leave. And I'll, hey, Skrilla at the door. Why would I go to a pole that's dirty as fuck around some, I don't know. So I'm just thinking personally, like, I think this, if the strip quality strippers 
20, 40 years ago, way higher. Now you're getting bottom barrel bitches. I hate saying it. Haven't been. Don't want to even prove this theory. And I, I'd like to know if it's true. It's a, it's a crazy hypothesis. The hypothesis is you got bottom barrel bitches. And this is true about the circus and these autistic people and these disabled people. Now there's no more circuses, right? They're all online and they're making their own money. So what everybody likes right now online, and this is true, the cable news networks figured this shit out. It's like obese people, midget, I mean, uh, intellectually, not intellectually, uh, vertically deficient people. Yeah, vertically deficient people who, you know, I think they call them little people, not vertically deficient. Sometimes when you get trying to talk all PC you get caught up in it. Yeah, you can be vertically deficient for sure. So you, that's what the cable news TV or every they figured it all out. They figured it out. They said, all right, circuses are down, disabilities up. We got more. I think Hollywood figured out this too, that if we can make autism and more disabled people, there's more content. People love watching, I hate to say it, freak shows. But they're freak shows. So, and I'm a freak show, by the way. I'm just a low-level freak show. So fucking boring. But there are some people, the fact that I care, right? Like, you look at my background if you're watching or you see some of this like, oh, he set it up. There's some fucking delusional aspect in his mind where he understands there's a camera uh, and he's taking this shit seriously. I know, and I watch a streamer. He's way more popular than I am let's just say he's got around 40,000 people watching him and you think about it and he's severe, he's autistic and he's white he's a hero of mine because I'm like how do you do it but he his camera sometimes will just be pointed to the ceiling and when you feel like you're just getting beat out by that creatively like I could sit here I, I could say whatever I want I could tell 10 stories I could I could do so many things and this guy is crushing it, getting donations, has his camera pointing to the ceiling, isn't even talking, uh, is reacting to a video nobody can see. And I'm watching this, and he's got 330-something people watching him. He's talking about getting donations. And I'm thinking to myself, there is like a, there's a reward now. God's being kind. He's turning, it used to be, I think, in the past, if you were disabled, right, you got more of a short, short in the stick. But now if you understand the Internet, you know, balls in your corner. God, God wants you to go for that layup. He wants to go, you to go for that dunk. God wants you to take that disability ball and just put it through that financial hoop because the world's ready for it. The world loves talking and looking at disabled people. And I, you know, it's weird to say this stuff out loud. Nobody else wants to admit it. The the data is there, right? For people who like data. So, fascinating thing to think about. And I told myself I was done talking about autism because the more I realize it, it's just fascinating how it's getting reinforced on so many levels, right? The whole disability thing is, and if you're a real one, right, you get, it's just a, it's a weird world, man, where I don't know, I think it was a lot, 
it's fascinating to think that now if you are more of a normal, neutral person, you're fucking boring, and which is, I guess, natural, but not as interesting. If you make average content, it's not as good as the worst content by a disabled person. <laughs> no, you know, no slam against them from uh, one autistic person to another. It's just fascinating to think about how content is being driven. And the more deficits, comorbidities, intellect, like these complications you have, it's people find that authentic or true or genuine, entertaining. Um, and then, like I said, there's two levels. There's people cashing out with the uh, starseed bullshit, you know, talking to aliens. And you have other people who are just not even playing the same game. But, uh, yeah, it's fascinating. No more autistic talk, I think, for the next two two episodes. I'm done with it. Done with autism. And I just, uh, why do I talk about it so much? But when I think about this personally, it's just, you see it everywhere. Right? You see it online. You see it on TikTok. And I know I generate, I, I curtail my feed to disability and autism. It's not a big deal. Uh, you can catch all of the TikTok I find on Saturday and Sunday. Cringe TikTok on Provo Kid Instagram. So go check that out, everybody. What else was I going to talk about? Just autism. You see it everywhere. You see it everywhere. The fact that you see articles too right now trying to explain to adults how to self-diagnose autism and then go find a doctor and then what happens too? like what I don't know what anybody thinks like there's a pill you take or like what sometimes I think people just want an excuse for why they are or who they are and there is really no excuse you are who you are until you're not you know some people really do astral project so who knows? Uh, where, where else can I? I went Christmas tree shopping. And when you go to a Christmas tree place, and I've said this before, this is a fascinating thing about Utah. Uh, the city of Provo has women right, doing the parks and recreation work, which is, I find and have found unusual typically throughout my experience. Uh, living in different states where the parks and recreation people have typically always exclusively have been men. But in Provo, you got women cutting down trees, trimming bushes, stuff like that. And now I'm at a tree store getting a Christmas tree. And lo and behold, I got women. Not, not a bad thing. But uh, yeah, I got a woman helping me carry a tree trimming it up you start thinking to yourself what the fuck's going on you you imagine this i'm bigger than her i hate to say it i was this is i don't can you say that anymore you're bigger than these women physically probably weighed more than her absolutely and for for you for me to tell a, a smaller individual like that like yo I want this tree, and then 
they say okay and you watch their tiny little frame pick it up and you're paying for it and you ask yourself what do you like what are the implications of this do you because this individual obviously chose this line of work and I don't know if it's customary for the person buying the tree to say, and I didn't know, like, are they, I said, do you want help? I didn't say that, but I thought, should I ask, do you want help picking the tree up? It's kind of big. It's bigger than you. It's taller than me. Do you want any help? And I didn't, I didn't ask. I just assumed that the woman could do it right and you think about these things nowadays like i don't know man i'm not going to be one i don't want to assume my manliness i I don't know if this is a moment in their life where they want to pick up and move trees and show that they don't need a man and i really don't feel like getting into some of these stupid arguments people find themselves out in public where you're arguing like well i think it's okay for me to ask if you can pick it up it's like all right I'm going if if I'm paying you to do this task like I would anybody else, I'm not going to help or ask or assume. So I just let uh the nice young woman take care of the task and of course I I picked a live it was a live tree, now it's dead. Uh some people have problems about that. I say Crimea River, I don't give a fuck. So I I do have a dead tree now in my house, which is cool. I got a I, I got a lot of live trees outside. I planted several. So I think honestly if you do use uh a tree in your house and it was live, now it's deceased, I say you should probably feel compelled to at least plant a few the upcoming year when available. That'd be my one plea. So I think we're halfway through. Oh, yeah, we're, we got more than halfway through. Thank God. Wow. Uh, talking to yourself is not. Oops. Not now. Jesus. Sorry, everybody, for that. Fuck. That was annoying. Checking the time here. Um, intro song was Hollow Hill Tube Song. And no ads. No nothing. Uh, but that's the halfway marker. Thank you for listening. Uh, so I got the tree. Everything's good and righteous with the tree. Uh, God is good because he bestows trees for us. And we harvest them. I like that. I like that quite a bit. Um, What else am I going to talk about? Not a lot, I think. Uh, oh, this is also true. All the other people at the tree store, women, besides two men. And you're like, holy fuck. What's going on? Is this just a, an establishment? And I go I go to this place once a year, obviously. But before, I thought there were, there were more men. And, it, yeah, there's just a lot of women doing, I think, manly things. So I guess it is feminine on some level. Fuck, I don't know. Decorations, trees. You'll, I'll never know. It's not my business, not my trade. Uh, fascinating line of work, by the way. Tree cutters, tree planters, 
uh, tree salesman. I this is one thing I wish too. I I used to when I was real young. I think you'd go to a, a place, and you'd have a real nut job tell you about each tree. But now, like I said, I just had some young woman pick up the tree and shit. She didn't really know anything about a noble or a fir or a grand. Just really no clue about trees. Uh, probably had no clue about an aspen or a sycamore or a, a maple or probably was tree deficient in her knowledge. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe she knew a lot about trees. I shouldn't assume. She was very strong, obviously. And it's not easy lifting trees up, by the way. I lifted the tree up personally and I thought, holy shit. Maybe it's easier if you're shorter because you got a lower center of gravity built like a dwarf. You know, and she was built like a dwarf. I I would say. Not in respects to me. She wasn't built like a dwarf in a, in a to me she'd be a dwarf. To other people she might be uh an elf. To an actual uh person who is vertically deficient that young woman might be an elf a very big person that's why sometimes I, you think about the word giant gets tossed around and i was i everybody knows i watched the graham hancock thing and giants this and giants that i believe in giants but yeah well maybe there are some other giants out there that aren't really that big but i'd like to believe giants are real um, but intellectual giants, even now, they're all gone. They all suck. All the smart people have left. It's like Lord of the Rings where all the elves and shit leave at the end. They're like, fuck this place, dude. All the smart people leave. That's eventually how everything is, right? It's what happened in Germany. It's what it's they call it a brain drain. Huge exodus of intellectual I guess, gatherings. And that's what artists... I don't, I don't know if you could ever have a real community because intellectuals are, at the end of the day, anarchists and individuals. And they should understand that in any governmental system, their heads are on the line, right? So you are one of the first people to leave most situations or governmental climates where you're no longer welcomed, Right? And I find it interesting where most people should understand this, that at the end of the day, the most intellectual person is someone who will move anywhere in the world, right? Because they have to, to survive. And that's how smart some people are. You see, well, like, I, hey, I got a big heart. I understand why some people come to America because you got to be, you got to be smart. You got to change your situation. Uh, if, if where you're at's not working, makes sense. And ultimately, it depends what you're after. So I think, yeah, in World War II, you had a huge exodus of people, intellectual Jews, right before the, you know, real, real, before things got real hot and heavy, I guess, uh, or unwelcoming, to say the least, for the, that group of people. And I think it's been true like that for maybe other cultures in, in many ways. Uh, don't have too many other examples off the top of my head because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just assume smart people leave, right? That'd be the 
number one thing anybody would do if they had a real IQ about them, no matter what. You wouldn't, and I saw some people talk about this idea of defending your country or fighting or, I would never, ever, would I ever defend this country. And I thought about, what if uh, tomorrow, you know, a couple of Ruskies, Chinamen knocked on my door, I'd try to speak Chinese or Russian. And and I'd say, I don't know why my passport says American. I clearly, one of you. Uh, I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd be Russian tomorrow. Everybody clings to shit. I think it's a survival thing. I don't know. People would rather die. I I don't I don't know. I maybe that's a philosophical thing, but personally, I would if if Russia invaded tomorrow, and I had no clue. When I woke up, they knocked on my door. They they're like asking for papers or something. You know, I, I would say I can't find them. I think I'm one of you. I, I'd act like I've had amnesia or something. So I can't get on whatever train you want me to get on. Uh, help me out. I try to try my best to blend in, speak Russian. I don't think a Russia would ever invade America. China would never invade America. Sometimes when people think about World War Three, just makes no sense. Uh, like for what? It seems so stupid. Um. And if if Russia did come to America, it'd be because Canada let them. And I'd say, fuck Canada. If, if Canada let Russia invade, oh, when we, when America goes back, right, goes back north to push back the Ruskies, take everything. Don't give it back to Canada because they're bitches. That's what I would say. If, hypothetically, right, Russia invades through... Alaska, Canada just opens up the door because they're assholes. And then America starts becoming invaded by Russians. I'd say when we retaliate and push, when America pushes back north, I'd say never give back Canada. America becomes new world order. New world order. And unlike most people, I'm 100% new world order. In a lot of ways. I have no problem... I'm like, why not? You know, why not have a new world order? Makes no difference to me. People act like America hasn't been the new world order for the past whatever, how many decades you want. It's like, what what haven't we done or accomplished or tried to do? We fucked over everybody, basically. Uh, we put military bases. If, if the game was risk, right? Imagine the game of risk. You got the board out in front of you. America has bases all over the world. You're like, holy shit, you want? Uh, I guess you just don't have, uh, what is it? Iran, Russia, China, North Korea. But yeah, look at it. Everywhere else, my God, dude, you're killing it. Good job, America. Game's over, dude. That's the way I look at it. You have all these bases across the world. Russia. Pushes into Ukraine. I, I got to address this. The reason I'm talking about this, by the way. Hate to bring this up. My viewership in Ukraine is going up. Right? And 
you think about that, I was like, holy shit, that's not good. <laughs> that's bad. That's bad. My viewership is going up in Ukraine. Oh, who am I? I'm pro Russia, dude. Why do that? Why are the Ukrainians watching me? Are do I have? Am I? I might have hate watchers in Ukraine. But hey, I I don't know what to tell you. I do know, like I mentioned earlier, I do have family serving in Ukraine. Not personal blood family, but like I've mentioned, extended. They might be back. I don't know. But uh, just got to keep keep that in mind now. Uh, I'll be interested to see if the numbers go up. But right now, my numbers of Ukrainian viewership is at 2%, which I think is quite a bit. And I don't talk about my analytics all that often. But 2%, and you're like, holy fuck, what did I do in Ukraine to make people start listening to the Provo Kid podcast? Because... Like I mentioned, I think a couple months after I started, viewers, zero, zero, zero. Now, I got Ukraine on the line. It's kind of fascinating. Don't know what to think about it. Um, probably will never think about it again. I just thought it was an odd anomaly, 2%. Viewership of uh, Ukraine, like what the fuck? Are those lies? Is that a is that a lie? Probably. Either way, if you are a fan in Ukraine, God bless you. I hope you're free. Right, that's the only thing I've ever wanted for Ukrainian people is to be free. But when I here's what I got upset. So my two whatever two per two, my two percent of viewership who's in Ukraine and they've heard me say all this shit. Here, let me make my point clear. I, when I saw the draft go from 18 to 60 years old, mandatory in Ukraine, I said, oh, I'm over it. That's crazy. You should never have to die for your country like that. So, I, like, I, it's out of my mind. 18 to 60? That's not freedom. Who would die for a country you're not really free in? Makes no sense to me. If I got a draft letter tomorrow for the United States, hate to say it, Bubba, I'm way past it's 26 years old is the cutoff date. But if they extended it, they're like 26 to uh, 60. Fuck off. I move anywhere else. Family in, family in tow. Or if they want to be drafted too, who knows how crazy this war gets. Where people just get drafted. Shit's insane. So 2% of viewership of Ukraine... That's why I'm, I've been so vehemently anti-war and anti-Ukrainian pro-Russian. Because I believe if Russia just would have already won the war, you might still be alive. A lot of these people who used to have listened, maybe a lot of my viewership's not there anymore. i got to be conscious of that. Uh, who knows how the battle's faring uh, out in Ukraine. Hope everybody, hey, hope it's going well. If you're a listener of mine, I hope you survive no matter what happens. God bless you. Kind of crazy to think about Ukraine. I got people in Ukraine listening to me. 
Makes no sense. Those are things you look at when you look at your analytics and like, no, that I don't I don't believe it. Right? I don't I don't believe it at all. Maybe it's real, maybe it's not. Who gives a fuck? The podcast is just about over, folks. Might make this a Patreon one. Might not. Uh, where are we at? We got, I got three minutes left. I'm going to go to my chat. Someone suggested earlier that uh, if I go there, then where is it? Uh-oh. All right, two people watching. No no comments. I got mod there. All right. So I guess podcast is over. Thank you, everybody, for watching. In the future, I might do a Patreon seg- segment where first hour I talk, second hour interactive. Uh, but we'll see about that. This would be where I would start the second part of the interactive segment just after the hour marker. Um, and Q&A, things like that, fulfilling the Patreon, I guess, requirements for some people, which is offering the Q&A. So if you do or are interested in that, Provocate Patreon, uh, the link's there at the bottom. I don't plug it too much. Uh, it's not a big deal at all, right? Holy shit, I got four Patreons? What the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. No way. I had no clue. I got to take that shit more seriously. It's more than my mom. I got to fix this. Wow. Jeez, I got some new people in there. Uh, wow. Big. Hey, thanks. Holy shit. Four people. That's that's a big deal. Never knew. Never knew. Thank you to uh, my mom, by the way. First Patreon subscriber. Still, I don't know if she uh, really understands what it is, but uh, she's there. So, either way, thank you for listening. We're going to end on Lily House. God bless you all for listening. Figure out what are you fighting for? Can you breathe it out? What are you living on? Can you figure out how to bring it back? Can you figure out what are you fighting for?
Oh 